Sarish from the Integrator magazine and today this is the first episode of the podcast we have and today we will be talking about the mental health wellness and technology and we have none other than the Paddy Upton he does not need any introduction Paddy you can just introduce a bit about yourself and after that we start our conversation cool well thanks very much for having me here today um so I wear a couple of different hats everything from speaker workshop facilitator being a head coach in professional sports mental coach in sport right podcaster author professor so different hats but all in the space of high performance specifically the people side of high performance mm-hmm. where the sort of leadership teamwork personal right. mastery with the three of them integrate yeah that's uh, really great to hear i was uh, yesterday only reading about you uh, hearing your podcast i just wanted to ask that in your book barefoot you have mentioned about the exercise and the mental wellness that these two are interrelated to each other so i wanted to know i was very curious to know more about it although we know we run and we our mental health becomes better but to know ab- uh, about this from an expert like you uh, our audience yeah. wants to know yeah i think the the thing about physical health and mental health there is there is so much knowledge we we know that exercise is so important um and even if you don't know exactly what the benefits are it's a very quick google and you can ask Siri and she'll tell you so the thing that really fascinates me is why to these days as very as clever as we are as human beings and we build all this amazing technology and yet we don't follow our own simple best knowledge around the value of or actually following through on exercise following through on getting good sleep following through on good nutrition following through on the numerous stress relief or release yeah. um technologies and processes and methods and tools that are out there so we're so busy focused out there um and we can measure everything that's out Absolutely. there but and we're starting fortunately now to be able to get good uh, biomarkers or simple measurements about what's happening in our body um but yes we know exercise yeah. there's so many reasons why it's so important the research now has come out and and telling us that when it comes to treating anxiety right. and stress and depression it's more effective than any pharmaceutical or any therapy process right. that's out there it's the best that's available uh-huh. we know it it does us so much good everything from building our heart and our lungs and our muscles it helps us um regulate our blood glucose which is a very big problem in the world today blood glucose levels right. a lot of people pre diabetic and a lot of diabetics because of our lifestyle stress and particularly our nutrition mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so and the amount of feel good hormones that are released through exercise and exercise okay. is one of those things that has a long dopamine tail meaning that you get to feel good for a long time after exercising okay. where a lot of the other things that trigger dopamine and make us feel happy for a short space of time a sweet food or a cigarette or alcohol or some cool thing that we scroll across on our screen that we see on one of the social media platforms mm-hmm. that gives us a, very, a quick dopamine hit we get a high but dopamine. it always drops us below our base true exercise is one of those things that we get to feel good and have so many benefits for a long time after finishing exercise So do you feel there is a lot of stress going on right now to everyone's life and we are not able to manage the things and that's what leads to the bad mental health and technology is somewhat contributing the uh, like blessing in this guys i must say it is contributing to it it would seem that there is a lot more stress out in the world today although stress is something that is very much self imposed we do that to ourselves and then it becomes a 
a cycle that actually picks up its own momentum. And stress, you know, I think the thing is to understand where are some of the key places that stress has come from. Sure. And once stress gets its claws into us, they just get deeper and deeper. So one of the most obvious and probably most important places that stress gets to get its claws into us is when we have too little sleep. Okay. It's, it's such an age old thing and we know we need to sleep and people say we need seven hours, but busy executives and people in startups, they're only getting four hours, five hours because they want to pack the rest of the hours of the day into furthering whatever it is that they're wanting to further. But the reality is if you're not getting good sleep, hmm. It is definitely going to impact your decision-making ability, so you will not be as effective. And leaders will definitely not be as effective because they don't have the patience, they don't have the emotional intelligence, they don't have the emotional regulation if, we t if we're tired. And we when then have this habit of scrolling through our phones on our bed and this disrupts our Yeah, well, there's a, few, there's, there's a few things that just, yeah. there's three main things, obvious places that disrupt our sleep. But I want to stay a little bit with what are the impacts of not having good sleep, mm -hmm. as a, apart from just decision-making and emotional regulation. Mm -hmm. But it, what it does, it really starts messing, for example, with our blood glucose. So with a few days of lack of sleep, we naturally start craving uh, high glucose, sugary Sugar. foods. So it yeah. drives a bad habit. Yeah. And that bad habit then, it drives us to not want to exercise. So it really is something that gathers snow. So, and the three things that, the three most obvious things that really interfere with sleep, apart from just not allocating enough time, yeah. but the people who don't allocate enough time don't actually understand the impact on their body, body. of lack of sleep. Right. And fortunately we've got now some decent um, technology that can actually give us that inf direct information right. to show us what's happening. Yeah. But the things that interfere with is number one, two units of alcohol within two hours of going to sleep. Okay. Uh, has it got a similar effect of eating a meal within two hours of going to sleep. And on average, what we'll find is that's probably going to interfere and reduce our time in REM sleep by between 30 and 40% less mm -hmm. REM sleep. Our heart rate is going to be maybe four to seven beats per minute higher after having those two units of alcohol or having late uh, food and sometimes those two together. Um, we'll toss and turn a lot more, our breathing rate's higher, we don't get the recovery, we wake up in the morning and the body is already on the back foot. Mm -hmm. uh, and the third thing that really interferes with sleep, we all know it, is being on a screen within an hour of going to sleep, whether it's computer, mm. iPad, um, or smartphone, anything, obviously the only screen that is okay is a Kindle because that's mm, actually designed right. to not overstimulate us. But a I'll lot of come to the yeah. screen part, but first I wanted to ask uh, about the technology. Are there, the, there like, in, we are in an era where technology is like growing very fast. So there are, must be certain instruments like you were talking uh, right now about the ring. So can you uh, give like our audience some of the technology they can use, like the watches or the rings? Yeah where they can monitor their blood sugar, are there something related to that? So a lot of people are wearing smart watches that give us information, right. but it's really making sense of that information and translating it to direct the way we're living lives. Right. Just to know I've done 10,000 steps today or my heart rate is what it's, so what does that mean? What are the things that are influencing it? So some of the technologies that are pretty useful and I think it's just going to get better and better is number one you've got more and more companies coming up with continuous glucose monitoring right that is really useful mm. to understand what is the impact of the different meals we have what is the impact of exercise right. something so simple where 
having a meal and then going for and resting afterwards versus having a meal and going for a 15 20 minute walk there is a significant difference for a lot of people on what it what happens in our glucose then if we pair that for example there's more and more people are coming out with rings there's the aura ring or the whoop band they call it and i think there's some other technologies ultra human have come out with a, a ring where we can get specific information particularly during sleep on our rest and recovery state and when you combine that with your glucose monitoring and then whatever other maybe exercise device you've got we can start becoming biohackers and understanding our body like we understand everything else in the world we understand our car way better than we do our body uh, so this way we can use the technology in a good way kind of thing, right? Very much so. And I, I believe that that is one of the most significant breakthroughs in human wellness functionality that is going to happen in the next couple of years is when we get really smart devices mm. to be able to get that information about what's going on with our bloods, with our inflammation, with our acidity, with all the important biomarkers that until now you had to go to the doctor, have the bloods right. drawn and then even still doctors aren't really that qualified, qualified to translate it and they're drawing it at one period of time where this continuous monitoring is giving mm. us information and it's also acting, the reality is as a policeman that yeah, true, if true, true. you... Yeah. <laughs> So I want to talk about the screen time more uh, because even the kids are getting uh, like used to screens after the COVID. It was the like ritual, they wake up in the morning, they see their tabs, we wake up in the morning, we just touch our phones first and after that we, we don't go for the run, we don't jog. So what, is, what are the tips for people like us who have to go to their offices? and then you know start their day like that we just wake up and we touch our phone how many whatsapp messages messages we have how many emails we have to check so what is the like tips for people like us so if i can be really honest yeah. around this is if you want to be in the top five percent of people in terms of health and wellness and performance right follow what we know is don't spend a whole lot of time wasting your time on social media, something that's not giving you information hmm. or education, moving your life forward. It's just sure. occupying time and messing around your sleep and chewing up hours. If you want to be in the top 10%, hmm. spend a little bit less time than the average person on screens. But we are, a lot of people, we are like sheep. And my biggest tip is decide whether you want to be in the ignorant 90% of the hmm. human population who knows they shouldn't be wasting their time sitting on screen times and being attached to what they see and the likes and whatever it might be. That is not moving life forward. A lot of people do that to actually avoid feeling discomfort, feeling bored, dealing with life and facing life, facing the stresses of life. We we lose ourselves on the phone because we get it gets to numb us for a while. It gets right. to chew up hours where we don't feel the gnawing difficulties or the loneliness or the unknown or the uncertainty of things that are going on in the world. But the smart people at the front of the curve, they deal with those difficulties. They deal with life and they don't hide from life behind social media social and their smartphones. And, and the kids, it's very difficult for kids. There's so much information coming at them. Their brains are not built to be able to deal with the amount of information that their smartphones are delivering to them. So there is an overwhelmness. We know kids the world over incredibly stressed. They're incredibly stressed because they Number one, they're on their phones and they're getting this overwhelmness and the way they deal with it is they're running away from it by hiding or distracting 
themselves on their phones. Whereas if you take that away, the kid's anxiety will yeah, rise. That's true. But what's important is to allow that anxiety to rise, allow boredom to set in. Because what happens with the kids and also us, we're spending too much time on the smartphones. Each time we see a new hit or a new like, or we're looking yeah. in anticipation for whatever the next cool video might come, mm. we get a dopamine hit. But yeah. every dopamine hit we get, we get an immediate drop afterwards and the drop takes us below our baseline. And the more times we do that, the more our dopamine baseline and the dopamine is the feel good. It's the neurochemical that motivates us to want to do things. That baseline just drops more and more, more with and each more. hit. And we end up being completely unmotivated. We don't have the enthusiasm, the energy to do stuff. And the only way to deal with life then is to give me more of the stuff that numbs me because it doesn't feel good when I'm not motivated and I'm sitting lethargic. It's the same mechanism of addiction to drug, alcohol. We need the next hit in order to feel good because we feel so bad after all the previous hits. And the only way is to go on, just like with drugs or with alcohol addictions, we need to go on a cell phone detox. Yeah. Go through the difficulty, the boredom, the anxiety, the struggle, allow that dopamine baseline to come back to normal where in general during the day I actually feel okay about myself and everyone feels bad and we have difficulties and struggles. Right. You don't have to run away from them, sit in them, embrace them and in that way you're living life and then you're being in the smart few percent of the human population mm. who's actually living intelligently rather than being a sheep, sheep and hiding behind junk food, yeah, poor sleep, true, true, whatever true. phones, whatever the phone is bringing us and yeah. all the other ways that we distract ourselves from. Uh, so Paddy, one uh, last thing I wanted to ask that I want to take three takeaways from this podcast today and I'll end with that. This is a series which will continue. Three tips, my goodness. In mental wellness and uh, okay. technology. So the first tip I would give is the overarching tip is be smart, not dumb. Okay. Be smart in the area of sleep. Be okay. smart in the area of nutrition. Be smart in the area of exercise. And if I can add a fourth one, be smart in how you use technology to support your wellness as opposed to undermine it.